Hello, and welcome to Communicore Weekly. I'm George from Imagine Nerding. And I'm Jeff from Mice Chat. Thanks so much for uh, watching us every week, and we really want to hear what you guys uh, think about the show and what you want us to talk about. So feel free to leave us a comment or shoot us an email at communicoreweekly at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to cover it. It's time for Disney History! If you've been lucky enough to go on a Disney cruise, chances are you've been on to their private island in the Bahamas, Castaway Key. As beautiful as it is now, Disney magic didn't always reside in this tropical paradise. In fact, the island had a colorful history of pirates, smuggling, and adventure on the high seas well before Disney even knew it existed. Since the island was located just north of a trade route used during the early 1700s, it is rumored that pirates frequented the island during that time. To lead credence to this theory, back in the 1950s, two treasure hunters from Nassau came across gold coins belonging to a Spanish galleon that was ransacked by pirates in 1733. In more recent years, the island was known as Gorda Key. Because of its unique nature being built up behind an exposed reef rather than on top of it, the island provided about a thousand acres of pure paradise. Farmers leased the land from the Bahamian government for part of the year because the soil was fertile and relatively rock-free. In the 1960s, businessman Alvin Tucker flew over the island with a real estate agent from Nassau. He asked to circle the island a few times, and before the plane even landed, he bought 150 acres of it. The only way to get to the island in those days was by boat, so Alvin planned to clear land for a runway for easier accessibility. Though it's no longer in use today, the 2,400-foot runway he built now serves as a bike and tram path to Serenity Bay, the adults-only area of Castaway Key. Alvin eventually began to hear rumors that his private airstrip was being used by smugglers to bring illegal substances into Florida. Even when he tried to put a stop to it, it was to no avail. The police were supposedly in on it as well. Alvin began to visit less and less and eventually sold his land to a private company in the 1980s. This dark time in the island's history could be attributed to Frank Barber, an American who lived in Florida. He was secretly using the runway himself for years to smuggle illegal goods into the country and turned out to be behind the private company that Alvin Tucker sold his land to. On a slightly more legal side of things, Barber also had plans to turn part of the island into a resort for tourists. He got as far as building a large hangar besides the airstrip before he was caught for his misdeeds. He was arrested in 1983, but it was rumored that, despite being behind bars, Barber was in charge of operations on the island. After his death, however, the bustle began to slow down. Some years later, Disney bought the island to turn into a private getaway for their cruise guests. It took some 18 months and about $25 million for them to develop it into Castaway Key. This including dredging sand from the Atlantic Ocean to expand the beaches and building a pier so guests wouldn't have to use tenders to get back and forth from the cruise ship. Interesting enough, even with all that work and money poured into it, only about 55 acres of the 1,000-acre island are used. The island opened for business for the first time on July 30, 1998. Nowadays, the island's only inhabitants are the 70 or so Disney employees, including custodians, boat captains, drivers, landscapers, and maintenance personnel. Most of the cruise ship's cast members come onto the island when the ship is docked to help round out the rest of the staff.
You know, I've been to the island before, uh, last year actually. It was a little cold when I went, it was in January, but I thought it was fantastic. I had a great time riding a bike around the island, you know, being away from everybody. It was, it was fantastic. I have a, a great time. So if you haven't been there before, definitely go on a Disney cruise and check it out. And I've never been on it, so it's time for the next segment. He's a nerd, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his beat. It's George's Book of the Week. Now, if I had actually visited Castaway Key, this would have been a great book to take along with me and read. And of course, I'm talking about Mickey Mouse, The Evolution, The Legend, The Phenomenon. Not quite a biography. It is more of a pop cultural history of our favorite mouse. As expected, the book follows Mickey from his semi-humble beginnings to a mouse of the new millennium. The chapter headings are quite enlightening. An unlikely hero, Citizen Mickey, the comeback kid, counterculture pop star, the big cheese, and love Mickey. Any fan of Mickey Mouse is going to love this book. The focus is divided between Mickey's short films, Mickey collectibles, and Mickey in pop culture. It was quite stunning to see how many different types of collectibles there have actually been. Mickey's influence is well documented by testimonials from actors, politicians, sports heroes, and authors throughout the book. As the title intones, we get to see the evolution of Mickey alongside American culture. We see how Mickey gains relevance with different generations and still has universal appeal. By far, seeing how the collectibles have evolved over the years is very enlightening. Some of the toys from the 40s and the 50s look positively frightening, but I still wish I had a room full of them. But then they'd stare at you at night when you're sleeping. Yeah, I know. I do have that problem. If it's a legend that you seek, come on and take a peek at the window of the week. General Joe's Building Permits, General Joe Potter. Walt hired Major General William Joe Potter as the first official Disney employee in Florida. Under his watchful eye, he oversaw the construction of turning 300 acres of Florida orange groves into the magic kingdom we know and love today. He was the park's senior vice president after it opened and retired in 1974. General Potter was named a Disney legend in 1996. Dick Nunes, former chairman of the Walt Disney Attractions, once said that, without Joe Potter, there would be no Walt Disney World today. General Joe Potter was also honored by having one of the ferry boats that transports guests to the Magic Kingdom named after him. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> You'll find this five-legged goat between Mickey's Felhar Magic and Peter Pan's flight in the Magic Kingdom. It reads, Fire Chief W. Ray Colburn, Lost Boys Fire Brigade. This tribute serves two purposes. It is a tribute to the more than 30-year chief of the Reedy Creek Improvement District Emergency Services, and it is also where a fire hydrant is hidden. Thanks so much for watching. Be sure to leave us a comment. Or email us. You can also like us on Facebook. You can follow and interact with us on Twitter. And there's still time to enter the Fantastically Fuzzy Photo Contest by emailing us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. I'm George from Imagine Nerding. And I'm Jeff from Mice Chat. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on Communicore Weekly. Show up to be cooking. 